Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Stephen Ray Morris here. Ooh, very saucy late night. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, welcome to See Jurassic Right. And it's... <coughs> excuse. All right. Well, it's already off the rails. Uh, this is number four of Raptor Reactions um, on See Jurassic Right. As I mentioned, uh, this is where we break in late breaking news to talk about something in depth and where I ramble on about something for a while. Um, something fun, something exciting. Uh, it's interesting. I did a Raptor reactions for the first trailer, obviously not the second one, but that's only cause the mini sode that month came out at the same time and then, uh, did some dinosaur protection group stuff. And now we're here at the final trailer as it's titled, uh, for Jurassic world fallen kingdom. It is the day after my birthday. How exciting. The morning of, I got the trailer at bright and early at 8 a.m. My time. Uh, and uh, I will say right off the bat, I think it's so funny how overall positive people have responded to this trailer. Uh, people in the community that have normally uh, not responded well to the marketing or anything from Fallen Kingdom so far. <laughs> um and also some of the critic community as well, too, uh, which the sort of a lot of the online community 
has been very uh, not responsive to any of the new Jurassic movies or any of it so far. Um, so it's been interesting uh, to see the sort of generally positive response to this trailer. And it's funny, again, I'll just say right off the bat, um, when I saw the trailer this morning, I was like, obviously I enjoyed it, but I kind of didn't really understand why people liked it more than the other ones. But then I just sat and watched all three in a row right now. And now it's kind of almost very clear to me why people like this trailer. Um and I think why maybe the larger online community is responding to this trailer, because I think what this trailer does more than any other of the, the previous two trailers, I think it's sort of not sort of it sets the stakes. I think it it's OK. We have these dinosaurs that are needing to be saved. We have this nefarious company that wants to do something with it or kind of this nebulous idea. And then I think in a weird way, because some people say they don't like trailers that kind of give away the plot of the movie. But this trailer, I think doesn't in a way that maybe I at first was like, Oh wow, they're kind of just spoiling everything. Um, but I think they actually do it in a way where it's not necessarily spoiling what's going to happen or how the dots are connected. But I think, I think this trailer, I think is assuring a lot of people that maybe things that they're unsure about lead to other things. Um, if that's not, uh, vague enough i guess but um the chris pratt is on the cover of entertainment weekly um missed opportunity to make the indoraptor holding a margarita whatever um but i think it's interesting because the the uh the new synopsis at least or the way that entertainment weekly is is wording it is kind of again s- symptomatic of maybe people's tepid response to the first couple of trailers where it says Bayona's kingdom is perhaps the most ambitious Jurassic film to date with a genre shifting twist halfway through the film. The Island is destroyed. Oh, and I guess, I mean, if you're going to listen to rapid reactions, you're going to definitely hear spoilers. Um, I feel like a lot of see Jurassic Rise listeners don't mind spoilers. So, but um, yeah, I mean, this is what this episode is I don't know why I'm stopping to explain what this episode is. I think you know what it is. Uh, we're going to analyze the tr- the third and final trailer. Um, but anyway, on with the Entertainment Weekly description of Fallen Kingdom. The island is destroyed, and then the action moves to an enormous American estate where characters are trapped indoors with a rampaging new terror, the Indoraptor. Think Jurassic meets Panic Room. The first half, you have a whole dinosaur movie on the island, so you have what you would expect from a Jurassic movie. Then the second half moves to it, says Bayona. Then the second half moves to a totally different environment that feels more suspenseful, darker, claustrophobic, and even has kind of a gothic element, which I love. Uh, the only other time the Jurassic franchise has seen dinosaurs leave their tropical locales was the climactic moments of 1997's The Lost World when the T-Rex stampeded through San Diego. Um, adds Chris Pratt, at the end of the day, we're all trying to make something that will be part of the Jurassic Empire and totally match the previous movies, but we're going off in a new direction. Um, and I'm reading these quotes. Um, I'm reading this as a quote that's ripped from Entertainment Weekly, but is in a post by Jurassic Outpost, which is where I find all my Jurassic news. Um, as you listen, as many of you know by now, I'm pretty much just nabbing whatever um, Chris Pugh, uh, you know, or a Cease or Jack or, you know, whoever, you know. What, you know, their articles and stuff I'm always I'm always using as a delightful news source uh, for when I'm talking about Jurassic Park stuff. So um, much shout outs and appreciations always go to Jurassic Outpost for their fine work. Um, uh, and what was I going to say? Oh, 
Uh, so yeah, let's just dive into this trailer. I think I wanted to get that kind of overall context out of the way because again, at first I was almost a little perplexed why people thought this trailer was better than the other ones, but I think rewatching it again in context with the other trailers, I can totally see now uh, on some level why I think overall everyone is super responding well to this trailer. Again, people who have not responded well to previous uh, Fallen Kingdom stuff have responded really positively to this. So uh, which is exciting for me because it just it's more fun when everyone's in a good mood. Um, And I (laughs) I just noticed the very first shot of this trailer is Chris Pratt's hand, uh, Owen Grady's hand coming up to Rexy. Um, and you actually see a bit of snot in uh, in um, Rexy's nose, probably after being knocked out with a trank. Um, you can just see a little bit of goop on her nose, which is kind of a nice touch. Uh, you know, and the fact that we're getting tons more animatronics. If you've seen that making of trailer that they released kind of around the time of the first trailer, I think it's really cool that they... Well, it's Neil Scanlon, I think that's how you say his name, who did all the animatronics for the new Star Wars movies. They're handling the animatronics for Fallen Kingdom. And so uh, I think, if anything, too, this trailer is really going out of its way to show the animatronics. And so the opening bits of the and you can see even like little bits of flies and things like that, like off of Rexy's nose or like in behind Rexy. Um, But they're in this um you know, you'll see later like Claire driving this like big truck, you know, and Mattel's made a toy of or some version of. And so Rexy's knocked out. You see Claire and Claire's got like a medical kit on her or something like that, too. Um, again, unsure at what point this is in the movie, um, but they've ca- they've captured Rexy. It's curious to know because they've shown. They've shown Claire and. It's like. Owen, I think, goes off on his own to find Blue, and then Claire and Franklin go off and run into the Baryonics that we see get helicoptered later. But then I wonder where Zia is and the rest of the Mercs. Um, well, we know some of them. Well, we'll get to it. But so at some point, Claire and Owen get back together and um, try and check on Rexy for some reason. So, and that's what this whole opening bit is. And um, really nice animatronic work. And um, and one thing that I really noticed throughout the trailer, and I think some other people pointed out too, what really worked for me more so than like Jurassic World even um, for the most part is there's a lot there's actually a lot of good humor in this trailer, too. And I think all of it really works well for me. And I like this kind of, you know, humor in danger moment of the thumbs up, you know, uh, you know, well, you know, um, you know, makes me think of stuff like, you know, at least we're back in the car, you know, uh, we're back in the car again, but we're at least we're out of the tree. It's like, you know, kind of finding humor in kind of tense moments. So I kind of, I like the thumbs up thing. I think it's a funny gag. Um, and then, yeah, you get some really close up work of the animatronics and Rexy trying to escape um, and almost eating Chris Pratt and Owen just jumps right out. Um, and then we see more shots of that two shot canted angle of the volcano exploding Mount Cybo, Cibo, um, and two apotuses running, apotosaurus is running off in different directions. Um, again, we get that big shot where the, you know, the 3D money shot of the pteranodon flying past the camera as all the dinosaurs run towards the cliff and aren't sure what to do. Um, so many dinos. I mean, and I see a Carnotaurus, and you see Gallimimus, and you see 
Brachiosaur and Apatosaur and Stegosaurus and Triceratops and Cynoceratops. Um, there's an Ankylosaurus, all kinds of dinosaurs in this shot. Uh, Compies, obviously. And then we get this like nice little futuristic table graphic of blue concept art. And it's a uh, Rafe Spall's character um, who's who's in a very nice suit and Claire wearing a white dress, kind of a nice homage to her outfit in Jurassic world. It looks like they're in a fancy office. And again, this is, you know, it's, it's, this is the the part of, I think the setup for fallen kingdom is that kind of classic, like we'll make you a deal and stuff. And uh, this trailer kind of really kind of sets the scene. I, I think this scene in particular, I don't think we're getting, I don't think we're hearing all the information. I think, that we're just getting enough to make sense in this trailer, but I think there's going to be a lot more to this scene in terms of setting up, um, you know, the adventure ahead. And I think, again, I think we're all feeling the lost world parallels. I think there's just something so lost worldy about the vibes of this movie. Um, I mean, even that entertainment weekly plot synopsis saying, you know, uh, in a previous uh, episode of see Jurassic, right. Um, Annie Wilkes, and Megan Baker, when they analyzed um, The Lost World with me, it was very much kind of talking about how Lost World was the King Kong movie where, you know, the first half is on the island and the second half is in the city. And so I think they're really calling attention to that thing about Fallen Kingdom. I think this trailer also does that, too. Um, and I think this like kind of info dump scene that we're probably going to get with Rafe Spall and uh, Rafe Spall's character and um, Claire, I think, is, you know, it feels like almost another nod to maybe those beginning Lost World scenes with uh, Malcolm and Hammond and uh, Peter Ludlow. So um, very interesting. We get this nice new shot of like this entrance shot to Nublar, like the river, I guess. So it's kind of a new location. I mean, it's definitely like a new vista that we've never seen on Island Nublar. So that's interesting. Um, again, we get this repeated shot of Owen looking out the window and then we see the ruins of Jurassic world. And I, it's actually nice to sit here and pause it because you can see like trees growing through the T-Rex stadium. Um, I believe that's the T-Rex. It might not be, but, and then you can see the ruins of the Mosasaur habitat, which we'll get into a little bit later. And then the innovation discoveries discovery zone center, um, you know, main street basically in ruins, um, which is really cool. Um, and then we kind of get an extended scene that we've seen in the previous trailers of uh, Owen Grady finding Blue um, and Blue is jumping on. Speaking of the, you know, we're back in the car again, the um, original Explorer that Grant and Tim uh, fell in. So it's revisiting this location from the film. We've known that for a while now, but um, it's really cool to see this scene kind of play out more. And Chris Pugh actually pointed out on Twitter that the actual CG of blue CG slash animatronic of blue has been upgraded since the previous trailers. So that's kind of cool because nowadays, you know, these visual effects companies, you know, for the trailers, they have to, they have to, excuse me, they have to rush stuff out to get done on time. So it's not always, it's definitely not going to look like the finished film. And so, uh, you know, it's just the thing you have to be aware of. And I think a lot of people, you know, I think at this point now, I think audiences are savvy enough. I don't feel like we're seeing as many comments about that anymore. But I feel like, I don't know, maybe even like five years ago, it was just like, oh, my God, the CG sucks. Why is it so bad? And it's like, no, relax. It, they literally just did those scenes for the trailer. It's going to be fine when the movie comes out. Um, sometimes it's not fine. But but 
for different reasons and stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's an interesting, and again, it's that thing of like trailers where, I mean, even the difference between this scene in the first couple trailers and this trailer, it kind of plays out differently. Um, again, <laughs> uh, Owen still wears his watch upside down. Um, and then, but yeah, so it's, there's like a team of mercenaries. I'm like looking for the one that looks like the action figure, but I wonder if we're going to see one that's like a specific one-to-one to the Mattel toy. Um, but yeah, like, let's see, blue is surrounded by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight, nine. I forgot how to count for a second. Nine Mercs and Owen. And yeah, it doesn't, you know... Again, it seems like, you know, to be Owen is like, you know what you're talking about, but everyone still kind of undermines you anyway. Um, So that's an interesting angle where he's like, hey, guys, don't don't like I know how to handle this raptor, quote unquote. Um, But, you know, the other mercs cause trouble and then blue ends up taking out or almost taking out a, a merc. Maybe maybe she does. And then she gets shot with a trank and a gun. So, um but obviously Owen's like, damn, not my dino. Um, I love these shots of the Baryonyx being carried by the helicopter. It's so cool. It's such a just different of, well, it kind of reminds me of, there's that very famous photo of a, of a dinosaur statue being carried by helicopter, like in New York or something. And I, I, I just think it's very evocative of that. And the thing that I notice in this shot is that you can see Rexy being carried a, or, Maybe it's not Rexy. Maybe it's a, uh, I don't know. It's too far. It's too tiny to tell. I was going to say it looks like Rexy, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's like an Allosaurus or another Baryonyx or something like that. But you can see another helicopter in the background taking a dinosaur, taking it to these boats. Um, and then going back to these kind of lost world parallels, but like opposites or and, and kind of hinting at the larger plot. You see Claire and Owen on the beach and Claire says like they lied to us. So um, you know, this plot of potentially uh, Claire working with this team of people to get the dinosaurs off the island to save them, but they're going to use them for more nefarious purposes. You start to see that come into play. And Rafe Spall's character, you get shots of the boats and everything, and then Owen kind of being a secret agent, um, seeing what the operations are. And then you see Rafe Spall looking at like, um, it looks like the Indominus to me. Um, like a hologram of the Indominus. Uh, and then it's, you know, from the couple shots we've seen of Wu, it looks like to be Wu's lab. Oh, there's a nice iMac and it's got this nice amber glow. It kind of reminds me of the Jurassic Ex- exhibition actually that I went to in Chicago, the kind of look of the lab um, that was based off of Jurassic World has kind of like continued on to the design of Wu's new lab, but just more darker blues with still with the kind of amber colors, which is really dope. Um, and then, yeah, it looks like it's a hologram of the Indominus or maybe the Indoraptor. Um, and then we get another shot of Rexy being like shocked or unloaded. And then this is where we get our first look at Toby Jones and the Lockwood Manor or possibly the Lockwood Manor and the auction scenes. And I love that shot of the, ankylosaurus being like auctioned off like it's like kind of stepping back like oh no and then you can see like money from different countries and people bidding um and they're like being wheeled out and stuff um and then this is where you get some of the first dialogue from zia who's played by daniela panita 
uh, it cuts to a shot of her and uh, Owen and uh, Claire and Franklin. Franklin's looking worse for wear. I think he's been through the ringer uh, with Claire and Owen. And then you see there's actually blood on Zia's shirt, which I just noticed now. Um, so that's interesting. And she's like, no, they're not they're not going to kill Blue. They're going to use her for something else. And yeah, I think Chris Pugh on uh, Twitter as well. He's been he's been working hard um, trying to look at what the embryos all say. And you can see like Allosaurus DNA and you can see a couple other things. But um, let's see. Oh, I was like frame grab it just right. Um, but it's hard to tell. Um, unless you have like really high res screen grabs and then you get this cool shot of Dr. Wu of BD Wong, but instead of the amber colors, it's like a red thing. So it's like, Ooh, like what is that going to be? Um, and Dr. Wu is looking very serious with his turtleneck and uh, gray shirt or gray, um, jacket. And then we get this really cool, uh, kind of silhouette shot of the Indoraptor being brought out on display. Um, and that's when you see Macy, the little girl at Lockwood Manor, um, she kind of looks worse for wear too. She looks kind of like a very sleepless child, but maybe she's been through a lot. Um, and she, you know, she says the line about them like creating a monster. Um, and you see guys with tasers kind of keeping in the Indoraptor as it comes out onto the auction floor. I'm very curious to, to, I mean, it would make sense that this Indoraptor escapes in the middle of this auction in like auction, people are like running for their lives as this Indoraptor is taking them all out. Or maybe the Indoraptor sets all the other dinosaurs free. Maybe is it that intelligent? Um, and then Owen and Claire with Macy, like kind of sneaking and watching the secret option auction. It's very, it reminds me so much of like James Bond, like kind of like that specter of like, you know, being above the secret meeting and watching it go down. Um, and the Indoraptor looks super cool. It kind of has shades of like the Indominus and the Velociraptor three Raptors. There's like a gold streak and it's got kind of like the pointy feathers and or the um, what's the word for it? Quills kind of thing and just got a very menacing look. And again, I think it's that mix of animatronics and CG where it's like I almost think of it almost looks like the roof of the. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Indoraptor's mouth is like CG and stuff. And then the like the main body itself is is and the head is is uh, animatronic, but it looks super cool. Um, like when you pause it, it just looks so beautifully. Uh, I mean, gothic was the right word. It's a very like, you know, it's like you think about like 
how many terrible lessons people who've watched District 9 designers have seen District 9 and been like, oh, like they've taken all the wrong design choices from it to make, you know, you think of Transformers where it's like the robots in Transformers just look like a busy mess. Um, Whereas I think District 9 had a very great design sensibility that captured the grossness and the harshness. And I think like the Indoraptor, uh, even more than the Indominus, looks like a freak of nature. It looks like it's a hodgepodge assembled. Like, you know, when we think about breeding programs, you know, that humans do now where it's like certain animals, you know, especially when you think of dogs where it's like, oh, these things are bred to not even be able to function as a live animal. Um, and they're just for aesthetic purposes where it's like this Indoraptor is like bred to be a killing machine, but it's like, you must imagine it would just be in pain all the time. Like it's literally in pain because its teeth are sprouting out from the sides of its mouth almost. And it's just like a nightmare of a creature. Um, Ooh. And then you get this shot of Owen sliding across the floor. And I just realized that this is the, the very first shot that we got from fallen kingdom of Macy in front of the, um, what did James Horner call it? The Freakosaurus or the Mutantosaurus, whatever. It's like the Ceratopsian skull that isn't really based on any one specific Ceratopsian. Um, and that gun looks weird, but I can't really, I don't know anything about guns, so I can't help you there. Um, and again, it, I think, you know, again, when we talk about trailer structure and stuff and how it hints at what the movie is about and what it's not about, and I'm very curious to know what the i'm you know obviously curious for the whole movie but uh you know owens is something to the effect of like we're gonna bring them all down but i wonder what that actually means like are they gonna let the dinosaurs free in the wild like if they're on this american estate and as it says early in the trailer 11 species i mean there's way more than 11 specific dinosaurs but so i'm curious to know what they actually mean by that but um yeah so i'm very curious to know you know, it's like, okay, we're rescuing dinosaurs. We get double cross. These dinosaurs are going to be sold to auction. Then what, what's the actual solution? So that's, what's, that's, what's intriguing to me. Um, and, and then we get this kind of, as somebody described, I think Andrew Todd, I think maybe Andrew Todd, or was it Jacob Knight? Somebody at birth movies death was like, oh, is this going to be a buddy cop movie with blue and Owen, which I don't think it's going to be, but you kind of get a hint of this, like blue teaming up with, uh, our heroes, which kind of has only been kind of hinted at. Um, but I think you see Zia in the background of that shot. And then Owen's like, let's, let's do, let's have some fun. And you see the Raptor kind of like skip it, trip a mercenary. And then, you know, cool dinosaurs, uh, apparently run from explosions. Um, and then when I pause that shot, I noticed that there was like a, uh, like an Indoraptor, like almost like cat scan or something. So maybe this is the, maybe this is Dr. Wu's lab that's blowing up or is this, but this also looks like the labs on Nublar. Like if when in, on Jurassic park, like there was the, uh, in the making of trailer, you know, they talk about blowing it all up and stuff. So I wonder if this is a misdirect to a moment earlier in the movie, um, on the Island, but I, it's hard to tell. Um, but I, I almost don't think so just because I'm now looking at the architecture of the mansion and there's like the brick and stuff. And then we see a mercenary get carried away by a pteranodon, um, which is always fun. And then, uh, this trailer also had a lot of visual callbacks to the original movie. 
And so you have the Indoraptor like reaching through the gate, almost kind of like Ellie when the Raptor comes through the bars. Um, so there's that moment. And then this beautiful shot of the Indoraptor on top of the mansion, which is just such an amazingly cool shot. Um, yeah, I'm very curious to what this means, I guess, because, you know, as we'll see later in the trailer of how it gets on the roof of the of the uh, yeah, I'm very curious to how all this Lockwood stuff plays out, because there's all this stuff with the Indoraptor and Bryce and um, <coughs> excuse me, Bryce and Owen Bryce and you know what I mean? Bryce and uh, in Pratt, uh, you know, Claire and Owen and the little girl, Macy, Um and then we get this amazing shot. Speaking of the Indominus Rex, again, if, if if this is the third Indominus appearance in this trailer, I love that they're connecting this stuff together. You know, I think, again, to create this Jurassic universe, uh, I love that they're referencing the Indominus Rex here at the bottom of the ocean or at the bottom of the Mosasaur Lagoon, probably more likely. And you see the submersible that was kind of revealed in the toys. And so... Uh, yeah, it's so cool. I just, it's such an evocative, interesting shot. Again, something imagery wise, we've never seen before in a Jurassic movie, this underwater stuff. And, um, some people have said that they're, uh, again, like, you know, trying to think of the plot of the movie and that, um, you know, maybe it's them at the bottom of the ocean or at the bottom trying to get the Indominus DNA so that they can make the Indoraptor, um, my, you know, in the last couple, the last bit of this trailer, besides the Indoraptor stuff, they, sh- you know, they show the Mosasaur that we saw in the teaser and they show Rexy in the rain. And I don't remember where I heard this, but they've mentioned that the be- the opening of this movie has a big action sequence. And I am starting to think now that the beginning of this movie is like a failed Nublar, like a failed Jurassic Park rescue operations and so that's why they bring in claire and owen because they just know the dinosaurs better i don't know i don't know um and then we also get this um you know great ian malcolm voiceover um you know letting stuff out of the box and you know i think this this the ian malcolm stuff i think in a weird way is going to be the stuff that's also setting up the universe and future sequels because he's kind of providing that context and taking you know probably will take a lot of lines from the book again my theory is that a lot of his lost world dialogue will be repurposed or some of it will be repurposed because it has to do with extinction and and more manipulation with stuff and but um and then you get the shot of his mosasaur in the lagoon because you can see the monorail broken in the background and like ow, like chomping on somebody who's hooked to a helicopter. Um, and then we go to the back to the Indoraptor and the kit in Macy's uh, bedroom where it's like, oh, shit, clearly guns don't work on this dinosaur. This dinosaur is like, I'm bulletproof, bro. Um, steps on the t- teddy bear and then blue comes in and this is like, you know, we saw in the previous trailer, the second trailer of blue attacking the Indominus. And then we get kind of a super cut of some moments of the previous trailer of, uh, Claire and Franklin falling in the water, um, you know, in the, in the hamster ball in the gyrosphere. And then you get that amazing shot of Rexy in the rain going after somebody on who's hanging on the I'm very curious to know who's in these in these rainy scenes, because it's a guy with a slicker that kind of looks like he's wearing Nedry slicker. Um, but you can't really. 
I'm trying to get a close, <clears throat> I'm trying to get a close up of the person's face, but I can't see, I can't tell who it is. And then you get another shot of like Claire, like driving the truck that Rexy's in the back of away from the flames. And she makes that sick jump. Um, and then there's the shot of the Indoraptor clawing at Owen from the stairwell, um, which is really cool. And then this line of dialogue again, like there's more chemistry. <laughs> there's more chemistry in this moment, I think, than maybe the entire Jurassic World movie. And of course, you know, it's these characters relationships have developed over time and stuff like that. But so I understand that totally. But I just love this line and like, you know, that, sh- you know, it's like, I don't know. There's just I think, again, my my thing with Jurassic World is that I know the character needed to be less goofy in Jurassic World, but I think played a uh, there might you might hear helicopter sounds. They're coming after me. Um, But, uh, you know, Chris Pratt is an inherently goofy actor. And I think letting him be goofy um, like I enjoy his weird run run like I enjoy that because I think. I just think let Chris Pratt play to his strengths. And so I'm enjoying his kind of goofy charm here. I think I, I'm really, I mean this trailer, and I think maybe that's why people like this trailer more too, is I think all the human chemistry in this trailer is really good um, and really entertaining and fun Um, makes it feel kind of more like an adventure movie in that sense where it's like, sure it's cheesy, sure it's big, but I think it has fun with it and it's not a shame to be that. And I love, I love this little tag of them at the end of this trailer. And then you get that great, uh, the Meg slash jaws shot of the Mosasaur in the open ocean swimming and going for a surfer. And it's just so cool. So cool. Um, yeah, it's so cool. That's all. That's all there is to say about it. But the question remains, is that scene at the end of the movie or the beginning of the movie or is there going to be during the courtroom scene like random footage of dinosaurs spreading throughout the world who knows i wonder if that now that just makes me think where is it where where in the film is this courtroom scene is this the beginning of the movie is this at the end of the movie is it kind of something that's filtered throughout like what if it's what if like the movie opens and closes with like jeff goldblum narration as malcolm being like this is a parable this is a tale that was true you know like almost like setting it up like uh, other Michael Crichton novels like Andromeda Strain or Eaters of the Dead, where it's like they're kind of prefaced with like, this is all true tales. I mean, even Jurassic Park that has the Palo Alto or the the engine incident and that kind of like opening chapter that kind of makes, you know, it's like the <laughs> Jurassic Park is like a file that they like set, you know, that there's a stack of that's how you set up the Crichton universe is at the end of these movies. It's like a file that gets put in a, bu- you know, it's like the Indiana Jones uh, it's like the Indiana Jones um, scene in the warehouse, you know, we were like, oh, my God, look at all these other artifacts. It's like you see the Jurassic Park folder get slipped in and then there's like a thing that says like Congo and a thing that's like, uh, you know, whatever the name of the company is for Andromeda Strain or whatever, you know, and you're like, oh, no, here's the Crichton universe. Here's like a Margaritaville coupons. Um, so then you see, again, the Indoraptor on the rooftop and Claire now has the gun. Uh um yeah so cool um but kind of a a nice nod to the lost world again when sarah harding has the stun gun or the stun gun has the uh trank um so nice another little homage to the lost world um so that's really cool and again the sequence of events set up this this trailer definitely had a lot more of the lockwood stuff but again i think 
the sequence of events is kind of mixed up. Uh, and I'm sure somebody's, I'm sure somebody's putting together that order, but, um, you know, because the trailer ends kind of how the second trailer begins, which is, well, we'll get to it in a second, but there's some shots of Macy escaping from the Indoraptor, and then they replay the, the Rexy stepping on the Carnotaurus. Um, and then, yeah, you get this great shot of, uh, a bearded Malcolm looking very dour, um, and again, I'm very curious now where this courtroom scene is. I almost would love it if it was at the very end of the movie. Like if it was like you go through this adventure and then it's like you just hear a gavel beating and it's like, order, order in the court. We've heard these Jurassic Fallen Kingdom adventures. What say ye? You know, and it's like Jeff Gold, like Malcolm appealing to everybody. It's like now that you've heard these tales, what do you think? And then everyone turns to the camera and looks at you and you're like, oh, shit. And then it's like, credits roll. Um, just kidding. That's probably not how the movie's going to end. Um, that would be, oh, it's on Criterion now. That's how the movie Death by Hanging ends. Spoilers. Uh, it's a very obscure Japanese film. Not as obscure anymore because it's on Criterion Collection. But uh, there, that's not how the film ends. But there's an element of that fourth wall breaking kind of thing that is very interesting. Um, so I recommend it. Death by Hanging is a great movie. And now it's on Criterion, whereas I think when I was in film school, we had to like fucking watch it on VHS or something or not even VHS, like beta tape or something like that. But anyway, um, and then, yeah, you get this kind of what looks to be like earlier moments of the Indoraptor first sneaking into Macy's bedroom and you get a nice nod to the original Jurassic Park with the opening of the door. Um, and then in trailer two, you, the Indoraptor like tapped its foot like Jurassic Park. Um and the only big difference between the the these um, Indoraptor in Macy's bedroom moments different from the second trailer is that in this trailer, you see a bit of its eye. And then right as the cuts to black, you see it start to lunge. Um, and oh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. There's the depth version of the Jurassic Park theme. So yeah, that's the uh, final trailer for uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. What did you think? Are you excited? Did you somehow skip it and are somehow listening to this episode? Um, that's pretty wild. If you did that. Um, but oh yeah. And then Entertainment Weekly shared a picture of the Indoraptor looking for uh, our heroes. And it's kind of framed very much like Tim in the kitchen hiding from the Raptors, which is a really nice nod. Um, you know, visual nods that are fun. You know, I think, I think another problem with Jurassic world is it had visual nods, but they were very blink. If you miss, I think, I think like the force awakens, I think fallen kingdom is going to really kind of have fun with its nostalgia in a way that I think it seems like we're much more into, you know, I think again, the response has been, uh, yeah, has been much more positive overall. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to say was that also in that issue of Fallen Kingdom, um, Jurassic World will be a science thriller. So as I've mentioned, I think in the last mini-sode, Colin Trevorrow is going to return to direct Jurassic World 3. And so um, obviously it's been, it's been, we've known that Jurassic World was going to be a trilogy for a while. Um, and so it's going to come out June 11th, 2021. Um, Emily Carmichael and Colin Trevorrow are writing together. Um, and yeah, Steven Spielberg asked, uh, Colin to come back. 
Uh, and oh yeah. So, uh, he says, obviously, um, Owen and Claire are going to come back as characters. Um, and then he says, but there are other characters who will meet in Fallen Kingdom that you'll realize are major characters. I mean, I'm really thinking Zia and Franklin are gonna, you know, not new school, at like Star Wars style, but I think they are going to be prominent as well. Um, and yeah, he says that, uh, the film will be most close in tone to Steven Spielberg's 1993 original reveals the director. If I can contextualize each film, I would say Jurassic world was an action adventure. Fallen kingdom is kind of a horror suspense film and Jurassic world three will be a science thriller in the same way that Jurassic park was. Um, I don't know. That doesn't really mean anything saying science thriller. Like it's just very, um, it's a very vague term and obviously it's so early to, to tell what that really means, but um, it's cool. I'm, I'm down with it. I'm down. Um, you know, again, it's always a marketing thing to be like, it's, you know, it's shades of the original and it's really paying homage and nod to the original. And it's just, again, I, you know, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard to take that stuff at face value because again, they've only started writing the move, you know, the third film. So again, what does that mean? It could change. And yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Um, Super excited for Fallen Kingdom. Can't believe. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's April. It comes out in June. So in, you know, two months, we're going to see it, which is going to be so exciting. Again, what did you think? Was there anything that you noticed in the trailer um, that I didn't mention? Um, Are you going to go? Are you going to stop watching stuff at this point when they start releasing TV spots? And, you know, maybe like a um, like a full scene from the movie, like they do closer to when the movie comes out. Are you going to stop watching those? Are you going to still watch those? Um, yeah, let me know. Let me know what you think. Let me know what dinosaurs you're excited to see. Let me know what characters you're excited to see. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been interesting. I don't know. I don't know what other Raptor reactions episodes I would do between now and the release of the film. Um, although obviously like a really in-depth review will be an actual episode but i think it might be fun to even do like a raptor reactions that's more of like a raw take i don't know i'm thinking about it let me know what you think um (laughs) uh yeah this has been another raptor reactions episode of see jurassic right uh you can follow me on twitter at stephen ray morris sjr pod on twitter see jurassic right on instagram and you um oh please rate and review obviously love that share with your friends see jurassic ride is making patreon stuff so check that out i have q a's i have bonus mini sodes i just did one about my favorite dinosaurs uh so you can check that out um yeah i'm super excited this month is our jurassic world episode and that comes out i believe in a week um so i better get to work on that um But thank you all for listening, and uh, yeah, Uh, it's life finds a way. Blue is running away from explosions.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.